We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. All right, who's honest and actually did 10? <laughs> All right. Well, um, good to be home. Good to be back in church, and uh, uh, th- I feel like I'm still running, even though my wife actually ran a marathon yesterday, and uh, so did some others, Brigida. And I was like, you know, that song, Nothing's Gonna Stop My Joy, Nothing's Gonna Stop My Praise. Anyway, um, so congratulations to everyone who does all those endurance things. Well done. We pray for you often. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but uh, we had, a, we had a, a great time over in India connecting with Pastor Banu and Dina. Um, so we had a, a, a cool team. Uh, well, the team's awesome every year. And, and I want to encourage you, go on a missions trip. Um, Jake and Justine took their family, went to Tonga. Um, so if you don't know who Jake and Justine, just wave quickly. Uh, go and chat with them. Say, hey, what was it like? We had um, uh, Anna Boy, she's out in... Mosgill this morning, we had uh, Kira. She also went on the missions trip. Hey, t- they're not here right now this morning, so it's not very helpful uh, for you guys. But um, Nicole down here went on the one to India. I went to India. Uh, just other, just stir up. What, talk to people about a mission trip. Uh, talk about what it's like, uh, what God's done in them, what, do, what God does on the trip. Because uh, getting out, going on a mission trip will, will, will help focus your perspective. And, and, and God will speak to you about how you, you know, just using your different gifts and talents. And uh, I want to encourage you, it will open up, uh, I believe it will open up your eyes to just, just different areas of life that, that uh, you get challenged in. I'm, I personally uh, get challenged every year when I go on the mission trip. Whew. And, and I want you to experience that. Um, a lot of people ask, oh, what's your highlight? What's your highlight? I've done a few missions trips now. But I, my highlight is really watching you have a highlight. Different people preaching and ministering. Uh, you know, Lorna, Lorna will probably be in here tonight. Uh, Lorna did an unbelievable David and Goliath story. It actually, it became the, 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 the go-to uh, whenever we went into any area where there was children, out came Lorna. And she preached David and Goliath. And she did sound effects. She did actions. And I was like, man, we need to get you on the 5 p.m. <laughs> um, different things. But just go and talk to the different people and just say, you know, um, uh, you know, was Jake and Justine the one that they went on really used the gifts and the and the talents and the profession that God's trained them and gifted them and and so uh, but still outworking and evangelizing as well, and so there's just different ways that God does missions trips, and so as to, I want to encourage you, talk to people about it, um, start saving now, and and God will make a way, and, and what what you come back with will be way way. Uh, in, in, invaluable. You can't put a price on it. And what God does as He speaks and uses you, I think it's such a humbling moment. Um, very, very humbling moments that God just throws you in. Yeah, yeah. You, 
I, I like every time you go on a missions trip, God gets you. <laughs> One way or another. I'm think, you know, I was like, yeah, we're up north, uh, up in northern Bengal, and the very near the borders of Bhutan and Nepal, and the 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 tight part if you're looking at India as a map. And uh, we're up there, and I'm getting the other guys to preach, because I'm like, that was my experience last year. I was like, you want to just preach? It's, it's awesome. You're in this jungle, and you're preaching the gospel. It's great. And so I, I made, I wanted to make sure that other guys all had a, an opportunity of that. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then, then, and I'm just like, that, that God's moving in their lives. And then, and then, and then, just out of nowhere, God throws me in it. Uh, because there's, they decided to do a baby dedication. And then they said, hey, Pastor Will, can you come and do it? And, and, and just, you know, that scripture, be ready in season, out of season, to preach the word of God. And, you know, what do you, just being, just, when you put yourselves in opportunities for God to use you, he'll use you in a phenomenal way. Um, to be doing baby dedications in the jungle, where fireworks are going off to scare elephants away. Uh, it's an amazing thing. To be using the tools of your trade, your hands, your what, whatever you've been gifted in to further people's hygiene and further people's medical and all that thing is an amazing thing. Whatever God has gifted and trained you and he wants to use that in a great way. Uh, and I pray you believe that. Amen. So uh, this morning we wanna, I want to continue on with um, the purpose-driven life. I, I hope some of you, I pray that some of you have got the book, uh, The Purpose-Driven Life by Rick Warren, and uh, are reading it through this month or and talking about it in your e-groups. And so we only started it, uh, not last week, the week before, but I, I believe Pastor Steve mentioned it a little bit and, um, and then did a, a really insightful message on Sunday night. People learn a few things from that one, eh? It was requested. But um, so this morning, I want to get back into the purpose-driven life this morning. And, and a really, uh, um, it's a great, great purpose that, that I get to come and share this message with you this morning because we're just you know, looking around on the mission of Jesus Christ, the purpose of Jesus Christ. And, and we get to connect all around the world, all around the world, not just in our nice Dunedin, we get to connect all around the world with Tonga, we, uh, with Zurich, with, with Rio, with Manila, with India, uh, all the guys in Europe. We're connecting around the world. Uh, Pastor Stephen in Accra, in, in Africa, and, and, and it's all around the world. There's a purpose of God that is all around the world. And here's the thing, that's only just our relationships. That's just our relationships. I connect with some different pastors in, in, in the life of Dunedin, and we're connecting there, and we're building relationships. But, uh, you know, I pray that you've got relationship with people. But around the world, we've got relationship, and God is moving through the church. Yes, yes. through the church. God is moving. And recently, we, uh, some, some of our pastors, Pastor Tico and Pastor Brendan and Fipi up in Porirua went over to Fiji 
and they did One Day Fiji. It's a big outreach where they were believing to preach the gospel to the entire nation of Fiji. We partnered with Planet Shakers and, and, and we just connected and around the world, around the world. And so uh, the, the purpose that I want to talk about this morning, well, the first one was we were made, uh, we were made by God and we were made for God. Our purpose is to worship God. He, if, if you want to know how you've been created and what you've been made for, ask the person who made you. That's the easiest way to find out what God wants to do in and through your life. And he was, so we've been made to worship Jesus. We've been made to bring, bring God pleasure. Uh, and so that's what he, he wanted. But this, so that was the first purpose. We were planned for God's pleasure. Uh, and so your first purpose is to offer real worship. Worship is not just with music. Worship is with our entire life. Everything that we do is worshiping Jesus. Everything that you do, how you, how you, how you interact with one another, how, how, how we work, what we use our day for, everything is about worshiping Jesus. And so this, that was the first one. The second one this morning that I want to open up and talk about is we were formed for God's family. And that's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm talking about we're formed for God's family. That's why I'm talking about the different locations around the world, but also our different locations in New Zealand. You know, we've got Equipers churches and uh, going up through the country in Timaru, Christchurch, Nelson, Wellington, Lower Hutt, Porirua, um, Masterton, uh, New Palmerston North, Wanganui, uh, Hastings, Napier, going up to Gisborne, going across to Tauranga, um, Taupo, we're going up to well, South Auckland now, Pukekohe, Manukau, Auckland, North Shore, just going up through. Uh, that's just Equipers churches, but then we'd connect with our, our, our Axe churches as well. And so we go further down, Invercargill, to I think Tai Tire at the top, and there's Axe churches scattered in and around, 60 Axe churches. And that's just Acts churches. Then you look at the different churches and different denominations. There's hundreds and thousands of churches around New Zealand. But the church is not a building. The church is the people. And so our second purpose is that we were formed for God's family. God wanted a family. Did you know that? We were created because God wanted a family. Uh, He created Adam and Eve. Family. In fact, he, he, had his, he had himself a family. The Father, he had the Son, and he had the Holy Spirit. He was three in one. We sing a great song about it. But see, God desires relationship. He desires family. And so our purpose this morning is to know that we are his family. We were made by God for each other. For each other. Uh, and and you, know, you know this, and, and uh, I guess I can... I can take any topic and point it towards Hebrews chapter 10. <laughs> you know this by now. If you've been coming into the life of the church for a little while, I can, I can lead everything. And it's just basically Hebrews chapter 10 is, let us, not, let us not neglect meeting together, but to encourage and spur one another on. Uh, but this morning, that is a purpose. A purpose is we need family. We need each other. Um, so let's, let's read some scriptures this morning. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 in the New Living Translation says this. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ 
This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. God decided a long time ago, in advance, he wants us to be adopted into his family. Now, I'm not talking about predestination and all that. Uh, I just know that the answer to that is just God's out of time, and so he knows what our decision was. Anyway, oh, we're not going to unpack that right now. But, but God, his desire, he wants to adopt us into his family. The only way we're adopted into God's family is through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. This is what he wanted to do, and it gives him great pleasure. I think it's amazing how God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son to die on a cross so that we, by faith, could be adopted into God's family. That is a great revelation to understand in our spirit. Who's glad about that this morning? I'm glad about that this morning. Because God is love. God is love. He treasures relationship. God treasures relationship. See, love, you can't love by yourself unless you love yourself. And then if you love yourself, you're only having a relationship with yourself and that's actually going to be unsatisfying. It leads to a place where you, you, don't, you don't get the things and the, and the, and the encouragement and the, and the speaking into your life and the spurring on if you're just by yourself. And so we need relationship. God's purpose is that we are to worship Him, but our, other, our next purpose is that we are, are to be family. We're part of God's family. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Is, uh, 1 Peter verse Chapter 1, verse 3. The hope of eternal life. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again. Because God raised Christ, Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. Because Jesus rose from the dead by faith, we now live in great expectation and the hope and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We, we, we're part of the family. Who's, who likes being part of the family? Yeah. Uh, pray you do. Uh, uh, the, the invitation to be part of God's family is universal. But there is only one condition. One condition. You know, I think some families have a lot of conditions. <laughs> Just think about your family. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, I was thinking about my family. There's a lot. But there's only one condition. One condition to be part of God's family, and it's universal around the world. One condition, and that's is acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's how we become part of the family of God, is through Jesus Christ. The Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through me. You know, it's so great being in India uh, because all we, all we needed to do, all we, all we wanted to do and needed to do was just preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. It was simple. It was great. It was awesome. You know, we, we got to declare the name of Jesus and, and lift up the name of Jesus everywhere. We were bringing out all the, all the great scriptures that we just know. And we're putting them into practice. And we're believing in them and we're declaring. Why? Because there was something in us we wanted to reach out and we wanted to, we wanted to tell the world about Jesus. But why do we have to go on a mission trip for that? There's so many people who, 
who, who are not part of the family here in Dunedin. And, 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 and being able to have a, a, a conversation or, or, or just loving someone and saying, hey, be part of the family. The only way that you can live your life full and satisfying is with Jesus Christ. And maybe you're here this morning and you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Well, by the end of the service, I'm going to ask if, if you do. And uh, I'd love to pray with you. I'm not going to do anything weird. It's just inviting you to be part of the family. So being part of the family is through faith in Jesus Christ. Mark chapter 8, verse 34 says this, Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way and take up your cross and follow me. See, faith in Jesus Christ is faith in Jesus Christ. It's not faith in who you are. You've got to deny your own life. You've got to pick up your own cross. That's what we, when language of you've got to die to yourself. Die to yourself. If you want to be part of the family, the only thing you've got to do is die to yourself and, and, and give, give Jesus all the glory. Easy said, hard to do. Really hard to do. But by the grace of God, he'll enable you to do it. Amen. And so let's keep on going. Um, Romans chapter 10, verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And hallelujah. It was amazing. That's just awesome. There's nothing like leading people to Jesus. There's nothing like calling, helping people acknowledge Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I said to Pastor Banu and Abraham uh, when we went over to India, I said, hey, I still reckon the trip's a little bit relaxed. I reckon we can squeeze a little bit more in here. And I reckon we've got it right now, by the way. That was very busy. We would be, we'd be up in the morning, leave by 8.30. Uh, we would be talking and preaching all morning to, through the group, different stories. We would get back to the, the hotel for about 3.34, uh, rest and prep and go out at 6 and probably get back to the hotel about 9.30, go and have dinner, go to bed. And we did that every day. Every day around that sort of thing, and and kept on going. If we weren't if we weren't uh, ministering somewhere, we were traveling somewhere. And uh, I was like, yeah, but why? Because we wanted to tell the world about Jesus. We wanted to use, and I, I really believe I haven't got it fully confirmed yet. But there was over a hundred salvations with the time that we were there for Jesus. Come on, give God some praise. Hundred people invited into the family of God. Awesome. We're doing good? All right. We've got to be born again, though. How do we get into the family? We've got to be born again. What does that mean? Let's read. Um, Galatians. Uh, oh, sorry. When we, are, we have been born again. We have 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. The Lord isn't really being slow about His promises, as some people think. He No, He is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. God wants to give everyone an opportunity. Every person. And that's why it's crazy. You go into these very, uh, uh, um, very, very remote places uh, to declare and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you see the joy and you see the love and the light that comes on inside people. And it's just amazing. But everyone needs to be born again, born again of Jesus Christ. Um, 
And now, Galatians chapter 4, verse 7 says this, Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you, an, you his heir. Just think about what now you have access to. Being a, being a born-again Christian. What's the inheritance that you have? What access do you have? You got access to speak to the King of Kings and the Lord of Laws. You got access to to un, unending love, in infinite love. You know, when we know these things, that we suddenly our, our insecurities should go. Suddenly our, our being precious should go. Why? Because we, we know that we're a child of God. We know that we're an heir to God. We have a purpose that we are part of the family. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, verse nine, nine, 19, Philippians chapter 4. And the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Jesus Christ. I mean, talk about who's your daddy. My, my, you want to have a dad fight? My dad's bigger than your dad? No, no listen to that again. Uh, and the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches. From his glorious riches. Now, you understand what is riches. It's not money. It's everything that money can't buy. It's everything that money can't buy. And, and if you want to know what everything money can't buy, just turn to Galatians chapter 5. Love. Joy. Peace. Patience. Goodness. Kindness. Self-control. If I got all of them, I can't remember. But that's the that's God's glorious riches. We want you want to you want we want to live a full life, and we need that in the body of Christ. I'm gonna unpack that more a little bit. But we need God. He's He's given every He's got all your needs, all your needs, all, all. I like that word all this morning. Um, What about Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3? All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm because we are united with Christ. We're part of the family. We're part of the family. This family here right now this morning, plus every other believer in the world, has access to every, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Every spiritual blessing. Every demon will flee. Every healing, come on, got to be healed. Now, I, I, I don't have the answers when, when people don't get healed. I, I'm not God. But I know we've got access to every spiritual blessing. I'm going to continue believing. I'm going to continue having hope. And, and God's given us all access to Him. So for us, for the family, to believe. So maybe you're going through something. Maybe you're being challenged in an area. That's why we pray in service. It's like, hey, let's get the family involved. <laughs> some, some of us are like blindsided by our actual family environment. Like, no, no, let's not get the family involved. 
Now, in the body of Christ, we need to get the family involved. We need to, like, come on, let's get the family involved. You know, we went over to India. Team went to Tonga. Different teams went to Manila. Man- Manila. Manila. I'm working hard here. <laughs> uh, what's that? It's just getting the family involved. Different gifts. You know, it's great. Why do, why do people love Reggie Dabs? Because he's different. He's funny. He's a big guy. He communicates well with young people. What are we doing? We're just getting the family involved. Why do we go over to India? Why do we go to Manila? Why do we get to talk? We're getting the family involved. People want to say, well, who are these white people? Who are they? Oh, they, oh what's going on here? They're interested. We're just getting the family involved. Who's this crazy elderly lady making bad noises and noises? <laughs> just getting the family involved. We're just getting the family involved. When we pray, what are we doing? We're just getting the family involved. And laying on our hands. Come on, God, you got to do a breakthrough. Come on, God, you got to do a breakthrough. We get the family involved. All right. So... How do you know you're part of the family? It's actually real easy. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. The great commission of Jesus Christ given to his disciples. Jesus came and told uh, his disciples this. I have been given all authority in the heavens and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. If you want to know if you're part of the family, ask yourself if you've been baptized. I, you know, I was reading this book and the author, Rick Warren, uh, really emphasizes some stuff around baptism. And, uh, and most of what I'm going to read next is, most of it's come out of the book, but I want to ask you, have you been baptized? Why, why do I need to be baptized might be some of the questions that you got. Hopefully, I'll be able to, we'll be able to unpack some stuff this morning. But what, it's, an, it's, it's what God said to do. He gave this commission to the disciples. I want you to go into all the world. I want you to preach the gospel. I want you to make disciples, and I want you to baptize them. See, see baptism has nothing to do with your salvation, it has everything to do with telling the world about your salvation. If you haven't been baptized, it doesn't mean you're not saved. But if you want to know if you're part of the family, like most places, there's an initiation. There's something that aligns you. There's something that you do. And with baptism, it shows that it's an outward declaration of what Jesus has done on the inside of our heart. And so it's, it's actually, it's a public declaration saying, you know what, this is, these are, I'm not, no longer am I wearing these colors anymore, I'm wearing these colors. You know, as, you know all those people who chop and change sports teams to the team that's currently winning and all that sort of stuff. No, we, we, we nail our, our, ourselves to the cross when we're baptized. We, 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 we partake in the, in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's what baptism is about. And it's a public declaration. You know, there's, let's just, your, your baptism declares your faith. 
shares Christ's burial and resurrection, symbolizing your death to your old life, and announces your new life in Christ. And it's, it's a celebration into God's family. And so with baptism, baptism is important. As, as, uh, baptism is important. Um, I'll read this again from the book. Uh, baptism doesn't make you a member of God's family. Only faith does. Baptism shows you a part of God's family. Like a wedding ring, it is a visible reminder of an inward commitment made in your heart. That's what baptism is about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push some more buttons in a second. Uh, let's keep reading. It is an act of obedience and intention. Not something you put off until you are spiritually mature. The only biblical condition is that you believe. Like that, you know, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Just, they were traveling along and Philip just explained some of the scripture that the Ethiopian eunuch was, was, was reading. And then he just says, oh, well, here's some water. Why can't I get baptized now? So he just goes, and they baptize him, and, and it was an amazing time. Philip disappears and turns up somewhere north, and the eunuch just keeps on going. It's an amazing story. Why? Just, just, just belief, just faith. I, 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 do, I do believe there needs to be a, a level of acknowledgement of and understanding what Jesus Christ has done, which is the belief. All right, and so yeah, I'm just saying, when, when people believe and know and understand that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior and they took away his sin, then I believe they believe. Yeah. Amen, right. Yeah. Think about this today. You are part of God's family, and because Jesus makes you holy, God is proud of you. Wow. Do you know that God is proud of you? Because Jesus makes you holy. Yeah. Jesus makes you holy. You don't make yourself holy. Jesus makes you holy. Who's thankful for that? All right. Okay, got to keep going. Um, Being included in God's family is the highest honor of our life. The greatest privilege privilege you will ever receive. Nothing else comes close. Nothing else comes close. You know, even you you listen to some of the greatest uh, entrepreneurs, uh, businessmen and women in the world and they say, hey, if you, could do another, if you could do your life over again, what would you do? Their answer is always about time. And their answer is always about relationships. It's never about making a better deal here or a better deal there. It's always about relationship. Um, being included in God's family is the highest honor. Whenever you feel unimportant, unloved, or insecure, remember to whom you belong. Isn't that a great thing this morning? See, we have been born again into God's family through Jesus Christ. But baptism is an outward expression of that. You know, at the end of this month, we're having a baptism service. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a hundred. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you haven't been baptized, we'd love to baptize you. If you've never been baptized, don't be ashamed. It's nothing about a shame. It's all about declaring what God has done in your life. And in fact, some of the, I, I love every baptism. I love them. But I love, I love some adult baptisms as well. Just because it's just people saying, you know what? I've found Jesus now. And it doesn't matter if you found Jesus when you were 12 or 14 and you haven't been baptized until you're whatever, 50. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. But I want to say out of obedience, out of telling the world that Jesus lives in you, get baptized at the end of this month. 
We'll celebrate it. We'll have a big party. Cool. Why? Because family parties. Yeah, we party. How good was all out Sunday? Fun that we had a party. Everyone bought a picnic. It was awesome. How good was color party? Crazy. Lots of people running around. What else did we do? We did something else than that. We did a Brazilian barbecue. Didn't like cramming in. We like to party. We like to party. Who likes to party? All right. We love to party. All right, last one. Last one. So what matters most in the family? What matters most is this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3 to 7. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the, to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've got a nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Without love. Without love. Learning how to love is our greatest priority in life. That's straight out of this book, and I really believe it. Why? Because God is love. God is love. Learning how to love is our greatest priority in life. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 uh, says this, Let love be your highest goal. Just think about that in January when you write out your goals for the year. Have you ever written down, let love be my highest goal? I haven't. <laughs> I've never written that down. I've written things down like I want to build an addition on the deck or something like that. I want to want to get fitter. That's every year. <laughs> Gets crossed off every year. <laughs> What's it? <laughs> wow. At least we're honest in our family. Um. I've never written down, Lord, help me to love more. The Bible tells us, you want to know what your goals are for this year, next year? Let love be your highest goal. Well, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to, no, well, here's your first one, let love be your highest goal. Because if that is your highest goal, every other goal will be in line with that goal. This is a, this is a massive thing, it's a massive perspective change. Uh, for me, it is definitely. Uh, you know, we um, we live our life the way that we believe in God to l- live it. But I've I've never really truly written down. Let love be my highest goal. Well, I want to see this happen. I want to want to grow my business. I want to do an addition. I want to. I don't know. I don't know what what your goals are. You know, the, and and they're probably all good goals. There's nothing wrong with those goals. Absolutely nothing wrong. I think it's good to have goals. But the Bible clearly says, let love be your highest goal. So if we align ourselves with letting love be the highest goal, what could that mean? What could mean? And, and God will do things in and through that. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Would have gained nothing. See why I said before about if you ask all those 
very, uh, the wealthy people and men and women who have who've done really well in the world. And, and I believe it's a grace and a gift from God. But always their answer is, Lord, I would have spent my time differently. Because the cliche saying is, how do you spell love? T-I-M-E. What you spend your time on is what you love. Right? I'm, and I'm not trying to pay anyone out here. I'm just trying to open up our eyes. I, I, I spend a lot of time on different things. But is it, what, is, is, it, uh, is it what God wants to align? Is it going to bring kingdom purpose? Amen. Well, music team, jump up. All right. You guys are awesome. Uh, see, this is a challenge we face. It's about how we spend our time, how we use what we have. Um, we can do and give God so many things in our life, but if we aren't loving and building relationships, then we are missing the very purpose of life. Very purpose of life. This is a challenging point, real challenging point. If we really truly understood what, what God's trying to say through this about how to love and building relationships, it could have the power to alter your life quite, quite dramatically. See, in, in Matthew chapter 22 and, and also in Luke chapter 10, there's the story about how, um, when, when the Pharisees come and ask Jesus, they're trying to trick him. And they're saying, Jesus, what's the, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the highest commandment? And they're trying to get an answer out of him so they could trick him. And, and Jesus replies this. He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. So we need to love the Lord with everything, with everything. And then he says, um, this is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. So just because it was labeled two, doesn't mean it's not. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire Lord and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commands. So love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then love your neighbor as yourself. You know, God's so clever. You know, that's our international symbol of the cross. Uh, even the Ten Commandments, the first four are about upwards relationship. And the next six are... Crosswoods relationship. It's all about relationship. It's all about time. It's all about love. It's all about being there for one another. See, we need one another. We need one another. See, after learning to love God, which is our first purpose, that to worship God in every area of our life, learning to love others is our second purpose of life. It's our total second purpose. It's not our careers. It's not what we do. Now, our second purpose is to love the world that we live in, it's to, that which is challenging, which is challenging. See, what you spend your time on reflects what you love, which is challenging, especially in our Western world. 80-hour weeks at the office, 
And I'm not saying that's bad. <laughs> Please hear me. But I am saying, what do we love? Can I say as a church, Sunday morning, <laughs> I, pray it's, I pray you love Sunday. Don't miss it. You know? I love the fact that if we'll travel out, people did events yesterday, running. I'm just using that because it's on the top of my head. And then, then drive back late Saturday night just to be in church on Sunday. You don't have to, but what do you love? I love meeting together, encouraging one another and spurring one another on. I love it. Um, this is what Rick Warren wrote in his book, just as straight out of it. Relationships, not achievements or acquisitions of things are what matter more in life. When our schedules become overloaded, we start skimming relation, relationally. We cut back on the things that build relationships. I've written this part, like e-groups, church, or one-on-one connections. And this is the quote from the book. Busyness is a great enemy of relationships. We become preoccupied with making a living, doing our work to pay the bills and accomplish goals as if these are the point of life. They are not. The point of life is to learn to love God and people. Life minus love equals zero. I do believe we've got to work. We've got to earn money. We've got to pay the bills. We've got to live. But is First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, let love be the highest goal. Let love be the highest goal. Because a family full of love, God will use it. God will use it. Now, we all make mistakes, but love can break down anything. Why don't we stand to our feet? God's good. We're going to pray and we're going to finish. Um, I, don't, I, I, I have the honour and privilege to go and minister in a, in, a, in a few locations. I don't travel a lot to minister. Um, and, and that's okay. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Because I love being at home. I love being at home with our church, with our people, with our with the people. I mean... I know, I know most of you well. There's a few people in this room. I'm not sure of your name. I'm sorry. But as we grow as a family, we're not going to know all of your names. But someone will know your name. Someone will know your name. Because that's the heart of our church is, to, is to, that we would enlarge our capacity to love. Enlarge our capacity to love you, to, to stand with you to believe with you, to champion you. Why? Because that's what God has called us to do. Our purpose is to love our family, is to love each other. And I wonder this morning if we could just say, Lord, just reveal to me fresh that purpose, which is the purpose of family, which is that we were, we, we were made for each other. We were made to worship the Lord, 
but they were made for each other. Father, I thank you this morning for every person here. I thank you, Lord, that we have been born again by the, by the declaration of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour. I thank you, Lord, for the family of Jesus Christ, the church of Jesus Christ around the world. But I thank you, Lord, for what, what, what you, our family is here in Dunedin and in Mosgiel. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this great city. Lord, would, would we, could we just desire, Lord, that love would be our greatest goal. Let love be our greatest goal. Lord, how would we arrange our lives so that love is our greatest goal? What relationships, God, are you calling us in to build? Maybe we need to get on the phone and ring someone. Say, hey, I haven't seen you or heard from you for a while. I just want to catch up. Maybe we need to grab a coffee with someone. Maybe it's just saying, you know what? I'm not going to miss out on e-group. I'm not going to miss out on church. Whatever it is, Lord, I just pray for every person today. Lord, let love be our greatest goal. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.